millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. We are already in the stage of a lockdown simply because the contagion continues to take its toll in the countryside. As of 12 noon, ngayong araw na to, March 20, tayo po ay may naitalang labing tatlo na bagong kaso ng COVID-19 at ang total number na po ng ating COVID-19 positive cases ay umabot na sa 230. Almost as if by design, just as the first news of the COVID-19 virus was, pardon the word, spreading, Netflix suggested to me that I might be interested in Contagion, a 2011 film about how health professionals, government officials, and ordinary people handle a pandemic while the Center for Disease Control struggles to find a cure. A case of life imitating art? I'm Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson and now back teaching law at the University of the Philippines, the Ateneo de Manila, and the De La Salle University. And you're listening to Te Talks, where we talk about all things law and government. Our episode, Emergency Powers. We are recording this podcast from home, and unless you are one of our health, security, and essential service frontliners, you are listening to this, hopefully, also from home, under quarantine, like the rest of us in Metro Manila and Luzon. Monitoring the news, it feels like we're in one of those war or zombie apocalypse movies, long lines at the airport and at the grocery and drugstores. People walking on deserted streets, very few vehicles, curfews, checkpoints, and soldiers all over. Of course, the battle is taking place not on the streets, but at the hospitals, where our heroic health workers are struggling to treat patients who tested positive with a new coronavirus disease or COVID-19. March 9, the president declared a public health emergency. 
Proclamation 922 due to the rise in COVID-19 cases in the Philippines. Much of the cases then were still in Metro Manila, but in a span of three days, the President ordered a 30-day lockdown on Metro Manila, prohibiting travel to and from the nation's capital up to April 14. And on March 16, a week after declaring a public health emergency, all of Luzon has now been placed under enhanced community quarantine. You may have heard some new terms. Let's start with public health emergency. The definition could be found in Republic Act 11.332. Here's Lady Justice with the definition. Public health emergency refers to an occurrence or imminent threat of an illness or health condition that number one is caused by any of the following bioterrorism appearance of a novel or previously controlled or eradicated infectious agent or biological toxin a natural disaster a chemical attack or accidental release a nuclear attack or accident or an attack or accidental release of radioactive materials, and number two, poses a high probability of any of the following. A large number of deaths in the affected population, a large number of serious injuries or long-term disabilities in the affected population, widespread... Thanks, Lady Justice. We'll be hearing more from her later. Under RA 11332, the Secretary of Health is authorized to declare a state of public emergency. But, in the event that national security is threatened, the President is the only one who can declare it. And so he has. Now, it's important to note that this is the first time for the President of the Philippines, any President of the Philippines, to declare a public health emergency. So, we are in undefined territory. But in the past, we've dealt with national emergencies. The most recent ones? Remember the one proclaimed by President Gloria Macapagal Arroyo in 2006? Under the infamous proclamation, 1017. Proclamation number 1017, declaring a state of national emergency. The President of the Republic of the Philippines and Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces of the Philippines, by virtue of the powers vested upon me, by Section 18, Article 7 of the Philippine Constitution, which states that, quote, The President whenever it becomes necessary, may call out the armed forces to prevent or suppress rebellion. End quote. And in my capacity as their commander-in-chief, do hereby command the armed forces of the Philippines to maintain law and order throughout the Philippines, prevent or suppress all forms of lawless violence, as well as any act of insurrection or rebellion, and to enforce obedience to all the laws and to all decrees, orders, and regulations promulgated by me personally or upon my direction, and as provided in Section 17, 
Article 12 of the Constitution do hereby declare a state of national emergency. Pero, iba naman ang context nun. Arroyo declared a state of national emergency to go after individuals and groups that had planned to overthrow the government. And it didn't last very long because she eventually lifted it, barely a month into the emergency because the cause for the emergency had ceased. Pero, magkaiba nga ba ang state of national emergency sa public health emergency? Ang sagot dyan ay oo at hindi. They are the same in the sense that both were done solely by the chief executive pursuant to a law authorizing the president to do so. Pero, magkaiba rin sila. Di tulad ng public health emergency na nakatalaga sa isang batas, ang basehan ng state of national emergency ay mahahanap sa konstitusyon. But the more important questions would be, how is a declaration of public health emergency different from the exercise of emergency powers? Bakit mahalagang tawaging public health emergency ang nangyayari ngayon? May karagdagang kapangyarihan ba ang Pangulo o ang kinauukulan sa ilalim ng proklamasyong ito? To answer those questions, let's go back to 2006 when Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo declared through Proclamation 1017 a state of national emergency. This proclamation and actions taken under it were questioned by many people and groups, including a certain Professor Randolph David, whom everyone knows as Randy David, who has a podcast on Puma Podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of Conversations with Randy David, where we explore the various aspects of culture, politics, religion, and everything else that makes us Filipino. In the case of David et al. versus Arroyo et al., the Supreme Court in May of 2006 said, There is a difference between the power of the President to declare a state of national emergency and his or her authority to exercise emergency powers. The first, declaring a state of national emergency, the Court said, is allowed under Article 7, Section 18, of the Constitution. This is what is called the Commander-in-Chief Clause, which gives the President as Commander-in-Chief several powers to be exercised in stages. The first would be the call-out power, that is, the power to call out the military. Article 7, Section 18 of the 1987 Constitution states, the President shall be Commander-in-Chief of all armed forces of the Philippines. And whenever it becomes necessary, he may call out such armed forces to prevent or suppress lawless violence, invasion, or rebellion. The declaration of a national emergency by reason of lawless violence was interpreted by the Supreme Court as falling within the calling-out power of the President as Commander-in-Chief. The second, however, exercise of emergency powers falls under the power of Congress, not the executive. Article 7, Section 23 of the Constitution provides that 
In times of war or other national emergency, the Congress may, by law, authorize the President for a limited period and subject to such restrictions as it may prescribe to exercise powers necessary and proper to carry out a declared national policy. Unless sooner withdrawn by resolution of the Congress, such powers shall cease upon the next adjournment thereof. A declaration of national emergency on the ground of lawless violence, invasion, or rebellion is therefore different from the grant and exercise of emergency powers. The first is purely executive and part of the President's Commander-in-Chief powers. The second is purely legislative. How, then, is a declaration of public health emergency different from a declaration of national emergency? The World Health Organization defines a public health emergency as an occurrence or imminent threat of an illness or health condition caused by bioterrorism, epidemic or pandemic disease, or a novel and highly fatal infectious agent or biological toxin that poses a substantial risk of a significant number of human fatalities or incidents or permanent or long-term disability. The declaration of a state of public health emergency permits the governor to suspend state regulations, change the functions of state agencies. Sound familiar? Those are almost the same words that RA 11332 uses. A declaration of public health emergency is therefore not based on lawless violence, invasion, or rebellion, and is not the same as a declaration of national emergency under Article 7, Section 18, as interpreted in David versus Arroyo. As we said, we are in undefined legal terra firma. So what does the declaration of a public health emergency do? Are there new emergency powers granted under RA 11332? The short answer, there are none, because other than the broad statement in Section 7 that the Secretary of Health shall have the authority to declare epidemics of national and or international concerns except when the same threatens national security, in which case the President of the Republic of the Philippines shall declare a state of public health emergency and mobilize governmental and non-governmental agencies to respond to the threat. Since the law which the President has cited RA 11332 is not an emergency powers law under the Constitution. Proclamation 922, which flows from RA 11332, is also not an exercise of emergency powers. Under Proclamation 922, the Public Health Emergency Declaration would simply facilitate the implementation of the law and would allow, among others, mandatory reporting, intensification of government response and measures, and enforcement of quarantine and disease control prevention measures. So, knowing what we know now, would it have been better if the President had asked and Congress had granted the President emergency powers instead of simply a purely executive declaration of a public health emergency? It depends on who you ask. If Congress had acted and granted emergency powers under a specific law, there could have been legislated social protections, like conditional cash transfers, emergency economic benefits for workers and health frontliners, 
easing of restrictions on importations of critical goods needed to protect health frontliners, even perhaps safety nets on prices. But then, there would also be built-in congressional oversight, meaning Congress can monitor the implementation of the law, restrictions provided by Congress, and a time limit. We end this episode with more questions simply because each day brings new developments, new regulations, new challenges. Government and citizens dealing with many new realities for the first time, all at the same time. Every day brings new directives, new regulations, new challenges. And if there's anything we've learned from the movie Contagion, which I actually watched again, it's that people should not panic, should not spread rumors, but that government also plays a huge part in all of this. By clearly laying out its policies and guidelines and carefully crafting out laws or proclamations. In the meantime, stay home and stay safe. Again, I'm Ted Te. Listen to TED Talks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Nico Bolante. Special thanks to Trisha Aquino for playing the part of Lady Justice. Thank you for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.